0: I've instructed the head of the VA to go out and buy a lot of it, and we are buying a lot of it. Hopefully we're getting it at a very good cost. And this is a, I guess it's a form of a stimulant where if somebody is really in trouble, it can do something.
1: It's pretty well known, just came out. It's made, I believe, by Johnson & Johnson, and we have calls in now to Johnson & Johnson. Those calls, we've been dealing with them for two months on buying a lot of it.
2: Yo, what's up? We're coming at you live from Providence Road, Vibeland. <laughs> we are vibing.
1: We have vibes going. Welcome to the hometown of author H.P. Lovecraft. Howard Phillips Lovecraft hp lovecraft we were recording this episode live from his grave we are all gathered. we should go see the grave yeah definitely let's we do should. it
0: that story Patton told is so funny about how here you go the there if you look confused the lady
1: goes you're here to see the monster man i would like to reenact that coming to you live from providence rhode island we are of course here to uh do our live call of cthulhu a role-playing sesh at necronomicon a citywide event in the city of Providence, which has H.P. Lovecraft and honestly not much else. Certainly not beer after 10 o'clock in the evening. Uh, fucking are, New England, man. These fucking Puritans. But uh, for this episode, I think we're going to do some classic choppo. You know, we've been talking about, obviously, the Democratic primary heating up. We've been talking about Joe Biden's senility, uh, Kamala Harris's um, walking back Medicare for all. But we got we to gotta return to the guy.
0: Lord forgive us, we're back on our bullshit. We're
1: back to the bullshit. Our guy. The big boy. The, the big, big beautiful boy. boy.
0: We got to talk about him, folks. He's really, he is redlining. Over the last 48 hours, he has just put the fucking pedal to the metal. So this episode, we are just going to put our dipstick into the old boy's uh, cabeza, and we're going to just take the temperature of whatever juice is in there.
1: Yeah, we got to talk. The big boy in the White House, uh Donald Trump, has, you know, Like Matt said, over the last 48 hours said, I don't know, a half dozen of like some of the most insane, like, you know, again, in the alternate reality would be like each one of those little gems would have, you know, could warrant maybe a book or like a year long news coverage. In the the
0: 90s, any one of them would have brought down a presidency and been all anyone talked about.
1: All right. Where do you guys want to begin? I would like to begin with. Um, uh, the new experimental stimulant that he wants to give to the troops to stop them from killing themselves. Hell yes.
2: So Donald Trump, um, you know, in the light of a friend's recent suicide, has,
1: uh,
2: you know, realized that psychology affects everybody. And what I believe he is, he proposed today was giving ketamine to troops. Yes.
0: He decided that is what people, cause like with all of these statements, he says the thing, and then people have to read the chicken entrails to figure out what he actually meant because in his cholesterol-clogged brain, what comes out it has very little relationship to whatever someone told him. And he said uh, today that on the question of, vir- of, uh, of veteran suicide, there's a wonderful new, wonderful new drug from P- Johnson & Johnson. They'll, they won't do it anymore. They won't kill themselves. It's a stimulant. It's great.
1: He says uh, it has shown a tremendously positive effect. And he goes, this is a form of stimulant where if someone is really in trouble from the standpoint of suicide, it can do something. It's pretty well known. It just came out. We have calls into Johnson & Johnson now. We've been talking to them for two months on buying a lot of it. And then he also said like, at a good price, too. So that's, that's all you got to get in the deal, you well, know? Which, well,
2: that's, like, I mean, I, I feel for him, whether you're just, like, a guy who's possibly on a European tour for your podcast or, you know, the president, it takes a while to, like, figure something out with the Ket Man.
0: Well, that's the thing. is, <laughs> like, People figured Very out what he was talking about. Like, when I heard stimulant, I thought, what, are we going back to, like, World War II and everybody just to be whacked out on dexedrine? We're going to bring back Tanker's chocolate stuffed with fucking uh, bennies? But it turns out, uh, what this is referring to probably is is that they have created an aerosol nasal a, yeah. spray of ketamine, which is not a stimulant, Donald. Quite the opposite. The actually. opposite. It's a fucking horse tranquilizer. <laughs> it's a literal horse tranquilizer.
1: It is. a uh, it, the drug is called spravado. It is a ketamine-like drug with the formal name S-ketamine, and it uh, a VA medical advisory panel has just, uh, you know, sort of cleared it for use in treating things like PTSD and depression, you know, probably a good thing. And honestly, if he, you know, ramps up this ketamine for troops plan soon after that ketamine for everyone, I uh, will be doing campaign events for Donald Trump yeah. a little later this fall yeah. and in the new year. So He's finally got that. me. it took a while, but he finally got me. So um, Virgil but, has
0: already sworn his sh- sword.
1: Uh, but what I like about this though, is it gives us a chance to just sort of a few flights of fancy, uh, just, imagining trump creating super soldiers with experimental drugs i mean that would be good
0: but this just shows why we're going to lose the coming war because our idea for drugging our troops is let's put them in a k-hole so that they can watch bojack horseman and, and feel better about you know the children they shot meanwhile in china they're injecting you know uh, industrial solvents into their brain stems to dissolve their, their ability to like feel fear and and giving them like a fucking backpack full of time release uh, steroids that's directed, directly injected into their femoral arteries and they're going to just start ripping our they're going to just destroy our troops by
2: hand they're not even going to use guns Private, what is your major malfunction? Is your imposter syndrome acting up?
1: <laughs> I want to hear you, are you valid? Uh, they're they're going to give the troops uh, the drug nuke from RoboCop, two. <laughs> no, but Trump needs to start. Felix, come on. He's got to start the Spartan program. The fall of reach was a big defeat, <laughs> a total failure. And the, the forerunners, you know, they had a great
2: thing, but they, they had these little, little, little guys. But there were a lot of them. A lot of, lot, of, lot of little guys become one big guy. And the big guy, he was in a big library, bigger than 100 bookstores put together. And bookstores used to be bigger, and that's something we're looking into. But what they did was they made these rings. And I'm not talking about the rings. You know, I see a lot of people in the crowd. You're out of central casting for a proposal. They would see in a, in a book or a movie or a TV show. But these were big rings, and they took out all the little guys, all the flood. and They call them the flood because when you open those floodgates, oh, boy. So we're going to look into, you know, possibly bringing the forerunners back. And we got we got we got some guy the most handsome guys we ever seen, seven feet tall. They all have single
1: names. And they're gonna fight. They're gonna fight on the rings. Fall of Reach, total, total defeat. Lord How Hood. How stupid are we? But the Spartan program, we're gonna make so many Master Chiefs. And they're quite frankly, tremendous. This guy, Lord Hood, more handsome even than Christopher Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> I took Cortana furniture shopping. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's a
1: blue. Miranda
2: Keys is, a very, is very nasty. Bye-bye, honey. You don't look so good anymore. So, I'll take it for you guys' word that that's all very funny.
1: <laughs> you never played Halo Combat Evolved, Matt? I never did. Wow wow wow
2: that's a formative experience was, that was
1: the most fun to play for me
2: silent cartographer was, I, I don't want to get into it right. show, <laughs> you know, like, okay great level though amazing yeah. level it had everything in it. and that was that was also like you know what was cool about silent cartographer when you're like 10 you're like man that's some dope ass shit to call some other shit yeah, cartographer. I want to be that.
1: Yeah, feel like that's like a doctor who has a gun, right? <laughs> yes. When I was ten and playing that. Okay. So stimulants. Well, not not stimulants. Trump is totally wrong. We're about putting that. the troops in a K hole. We're gonna yeah. yeah. We're gonna get all ketted up. Yeah.
2: No more foxholes. Just K holes. There's no up. atheists in a K hole. All, right, all right. So this is the new the new documentary. Why we vibe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're gonna get ketted up with the troops. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Not a stimulant. Quite the opposite. Okay, next up, um Trump has had Greenland on the brain. You know that like, you know, sort of continent sized nothing at the top of the planet? He that rapidly
0: been, melting glacier.
1: It's just basically a bunch of ice up there. For uh now. but he tried to do a for deal for the next two weeks. He tried to do a deal with the PM of Denmark and was just like, Let me buy it off you and they were like, It's not for sale and yeah we don't really do that anymore that's kind of more
0: of a, like a 19th century thing where you just swap large land yeah you want to do like the louisiana countries. purchase but for yeah.
1: greenland and he buy it take it off denmark's hands like it's just you know like yeah. you know a rental property that's gone to pot or something yeah. like that uh the yes and then the uh, prime minister said no not for sale and he canceled an official state bi- visit to denmark of which he says about that on the prime minister of denmark saying no to him it was not a nice statement the way she blew me off <laughs> She's blowing off the United States. I know Denmark well. I have many friends from Denmark. I have many people from Denmark who live in the United States. I, I have many people from Denmark who live <laughs> in the United that States. That sounds, like sounds like he trafficked them. <laughs> so, yeah, what do, of, what do you make of the plan to buy Greenland? And the so Well, as uh,
0: many uh, Trump defenders have pointed out, Harry Truman also proposed this during his presidency, and we all love him. So it's one of the most popular Trump for trying to get Greenland, because what we ended up doing is instead of buying it, we just put military bases on it and then you don't need to buy it because then it's just an outpost of American empire.
2: Yeah. Also that. And also, you know how we talked about how like the big uh, tax bill was their response to climate change. I think this is too. Yeah, this is like where you can live if you're like Jeff Bezos or Steve Wynn.
0: Can I just ask, do any of you guys have any idea what the genesis of this idea was? Because this is one of the things, usually, as we'll probably get into with a Trump thing, it, there's like some nugget of something that somebody said before, or even like a yeah. weird right-wing
2: meme yeah, that no, he got I can, I, Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can I can figure that out. Like, Tyler Cohen, the famous libertarian economist, uh, he, he wrote this as like a proposal a while ago. And knowing how, like, shit gets to Trump, like, different peop- different factions of people in the Trump White House, whether they're, like, the Javanka faction, more sort of regular, boring Republican, or, like, the guy who wrote the, you know, Machiavelli and Men's Warehouse book, the Michael Anton people, they will all try to, like, get articles and shit to Trump, but, like, ex- extremely abridged versions of these articles to get him to say them and try to do them. and. I can assume someone on like, the more libertarian side of things tried to get this to him, and it just sort of filtered, it filtered through his brain to the point where he just directly asks the far right prime minister of Denmark, Can, can I have it? Well, why does Tyler
0: Cohen me? think we should have Denmark? Uh, or, I mean, just, uh, well,
2: why, do, why do libertarians think anything? I don't know. Like, fucking can do age like, of uh, uh, consent experiments on Denmark that aren't I allowed agree. in the mainland? Just like a three a place where you put like the Hello? byproduct for three D printing.
0: Yes. It's here.
2: Speaking of libertarians. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we thought the, we thought our food was getting here, but it's not. So let me re-intro the episode. So it's another day on the hell site, and ratio is gonna ratio. Uh, let's see who's corn cobbing today. You don't like that? Nope. Sucks, dude. Why? Sucks real bad. <laughs> explain.
0: It just makes me feel bad. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I can't explain it. Just makes my whole body feel tired. Like my <laughs> bones are gonna dissolve.
2: But <laughs> Tyler Cohen I, I like I could read why he wanted to buy Greenland. I'm sure it's like actually much more boring well, than we think it's
1: We were is. talking about on the train and, and, and Matt, I think you had the most convincing ideas that he looks at the, uh, the the common map The Mercator that, projection. Yes, exactly. Which, which makes it which look like
0: much... Greenland, Greenland is big, but the Mercator projection makes it look absurdly huge. And he probably just saw that and was like, why do we have that? It's right there. We should have it. There's like a, a few people living in, there are, in yeah, Greenland. Yeah, there are natives there, like Inuits who live uh, yeah, in Greenland, which is owned quote, unquote, by Denmark. But like I said, it's also a mil- U.S. military base. And in fact, in 1968, a fucking nuclear bomber crashed uh, and the fucking conventional bombs blew up and it cr- and, and there was a nuclear spill, basically. Uh, so it's one of many places all over the world that have been marked by
1: America's uh, military goofery. So
0: it's already <laughs> in the family.
1: Which is uh, um, the, the Washington Post guy, Mark Thiessen, Thiessen, who, yeah. who was, mm, I remember mostly from being the uh, like the, the chief torture apologist. I love administration. Big he, fan. He really uh, loves torturing people and is like, you know, happy to tell you about how, oh, absolutely. how good it makes him feel. Uh, He said for everyone who was mocking Trump about this was really just revealing their own ignorance because as global warming melts the Arctic, the control of Greenland will open up new shipping lanes. And he said this will be like a new Panama Canal to ship. What? Where? Well, just, you know, all the stuff we need. What stuff? More oil.
0: There's (laughs) not going to be anything.
1: Yeah, the troops. There's not going to be any fucking trade. What are you trading? The fucking biome is going to collapse. Dude, people still need stuff. They won't get it. They're just gonna die. Calm down, Matt. The fucking
0: Amazon is on fire. This guy's president. Yeah, this <laughs> sucks, man.
2: This shit sucks. I'm not gonna. Yeah, am not gonna lie. This feels pretty bad. Feels like, bad, dude. Yeah.
0: That shipping. I've, I've heard a bunch of that like, for years now. All that shipping lane stuff. Hey, that's the bright side. That's not only psych. It's like it's one thing to be just a psycho, and you, I don't care who when he dies. But you're. Beyond not caring about other people, you've also created an alternate reality that you're living in. You're not even you're not even taking your soullessness to apply it to the real world. You're applying it to a fantasy realm where you're still going to have all these profitable fucking trade routes in a world where half the arable land is turned into fucking desert.
2: Yeah, it's the climate holocaust version of Marge Simpson making her own Pepsi for the home prom. <laughs> it feels really bad, dude. It's it's bad for my vibe, Yeah, I'm not feeling the vibe right now. I feel vibe the opposite. I'm, I'm like not shit. vibing.
0: I'm right. not thuming. I'm not vibing. I'm, I'm not
2: goaded on the sticks at all. Yeah, I'm botting out.
0: What is okay? Tell
2: me what that is. Bot, that a word. bot is like a bad player, right? Yeah, I get that. So I like play like a yeah, robot. Bo- yeah. yeah, botting out is like you just play terribly. Okay, so you're playing like you're having bot a bad push. day of games. You
0: very bad gamer, folks. He was botting, botting out. out. He's botting out like a dog.
2: He would think it. Trump's growl, he would say the gamer words, like, so well. He's cracked. He's cracked, folks. He's goaded. He's He's low-key goaded on the sticks. One of the most goaded young men.
0: He's such a goaded young man, (laughs) and we love him. (laughs)
1: back again a quick shout out uh thank you to the uh woman on the train for recommending local favorite uh fellini's pizzeria in providence but mostly thank you for uh, i give it eight and a half stars mostly thank you for uh sitting next to us for near three hours listening to us rave and rant vulgarly and nearly incoherently just about people we follow on twitter we think are liars here's a all if you're like if we follow you and you're nervous hearing this, it's you.
2: It's one hundred percent you. It's all of you.
1: But yeah, like basically overheard a three-hour Chapo episode that's uh you know the raw uncut dope and thought. I'd like to help these young men uh, get a meal in Providence. Yeah, it's like. And not like I'd like to call a social worker or the police right now. (laughs) Yeah, like literally every time. I like taking the train's like my favorite way to travel. Oh, it's the best. Like a significant distance. It's the best.
2: Even though it takes longer, it really, it actually doesn't take that much longer because, I mean, you have to account for travel time to the airport getting there early, et cetera, et cetera. Security. Yeah. Also, like, airplanes are poison. They're bad for you. Everyone who yelled at the Wright brothers was correct. <laughs> the, well, name one way the world has gotten better since the airplanes. There's zero.
0: Carbon footprint, very bad. Yeah, awful. Bel- Nav-
2: <laughs> Lovely, clean trains. So, like, I, yeah, we love trains, but, like, yeah, every time we're on them, you get to, like, sit with your friends in a way you really don't on an airplane unless you're in uh, first class, but uh, even then not really but well, he can really uh,
1: like you know there, there's no there's no two there's no two rows of season first class that are like facing each right, other right exactly so like every
2: train ride we've ever taken we're just like sitting in the like things facing each other and yeah for like 3 to 6 hours however long it is you're just like the entire time just like Yo, we what? What if, what if fucking? What if Donald Trump like he tried to put a condom on and it like went up his fucking urethra? <laughs> what if his like sons try to take it out? And like I always like I always like on the Acela I really don't give a shit because like if you're if you're in like business class, you can just assume the people around you are like lobbyists or fucking whatever. Maybe they work for like one of the three good nonprofits. I don't know. Probably not, but. Like we were, this is just a normal trip to Rhode Island. So I assume this woman was like a physical therapist, which is, seems to be like the main job in Rhode Island. I'm assuming, I don't know why, (laughs) just one of my assumptions that feels correct. And I'm excited for, to ask at the show, if anyone's a physical therapist and for literally the entire crowd to cheer. But, uh, she heard that the thing that caused everyone in the UK to just like aggressively not look at us the every other train just the annoyed people she like would cut into the conversation not like in an annoying way like she would contribute here and there and she told us where to get pizza so she either like enjoyed it or thought we were like just young men in need of immense guidance guidance yes yeah.
1: a guiding hand and yeah you know it's just like hearing us expound upon totally obscure Twitter characters that I'm not even gonna mention on yeah, the show. You don't even get because, to hear like, about you don't them. Need, like this this is too premium. I don't want to un- unleash the the hounds or hogs. I don't want to blow these people up. Just like all of the, the, the true gems, the true the true uh yeah, the gemstones, if you will. If it's you're a a private rich,
2: reserve. Yeah, if you're a rich investor and you and your friends want to pay like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for an episode, we will come to your, your house and do an episode about like a specific you know one or two very obscure people on twitter that we we privately make fun of. So the, yeah, shout out, shout out to that out? woman
1: yeah. uh helpful on trans. Okay, back to uh back to the dipstick. Uh we're I don't know, I think we we haven't cracked the frontal lobe yet, but we're you know, we're drilling in deep here. Uh we've done Greenland. Uh what's next on the agenda? Oh right, uh Trump saying that uh he's king of all Jews like I, I love that character from the old early Howard Stern shows, from the call-in. <laughs> King of Jews. Uh, Trump said, uh, "What was it? Uh, you know, he was quoting the uh, talk radio host and you know right-wing uh, gadabout uh, Wayne Allen Root, Wayne which is the Alan most Root. serial killer sounding name Absolutely. I have heard outside of John Wayne Gacy. People
0: need to check his crawlspace immediately. Wayne Allen
1: Root, serial killer a- ass name." A, you know he's a long time He's like i like a, a sort of wannabe wall street guy with an enormous mouth and a really stupid face uh, who said that uh he was quoting Wayne Allen Trump was quoting Wayne Allen root calling him uh the king of israel and basically the second coming and or then he said jews who are american jews who are still democrats and still voting for the democratic party are either misinformed or quote very disloyal <laughs> and he was asked to to whom are they being disloyal? You know, because of obviously uh, Ilan Omar and AOC, Rashida Tlaib, he's, you know him, and again all the all of the other smart conservatives who supposedly hate him believe, of course, exactly the same thing that you know, the, oh, this is horrible anti-Semitism and you know BDS, et cetera. Et cetera. That's the you know, the, you know, a, a new shine on the oldest uh, you know prejudice there is, anti-Semitism. So he said that, and he was asked to clarify uh, to whom are these American Jews who vote for the Democratic Party being disloyal to, and he said uh, Israel,
2: which I love about that is that he is
1: blown right through the anti-Semitic trope of Jews having dual loyalty and just made it one loyalty. Single loyalty. Single loyalty. Two Israel. (laughs) Two
0: two countries,
1: one loyalty.
0: (laughs) Uh, and it's so great because the dual loyalty thing is supposed to be a horrible anti-vac to Semitism. To even suggest that some American Jew would feel a loyalty to Israel that might conflict with their loyalty to the United States. And Trump just goes, yeah, no, they're only loyal to Israel. That's the only thing they should be loyal to. Because, and there's a lot of people who speculate on this, and I'm 100% certain that it's true, he thinks that every Jew in America is an Israeli citizen. Which technically they could be. They could activate that citizenship. But they haven't many of them most of them but in his head they all are they're all israelis and it's their country and they're being very disloyal to the to the to the great man who runs it beautiful beautiful netanyahu he's great ben benjamin Netanyahu, we love him
1: so i mean you know the usual so, i mean we've talked about people these people before on the show the the trope police right oh yeah uh you know they keep having to find ways to deal with trump saying insane and actually anti-Semitic things about Jewish people, uh, you know, largely to play up to his not at all Jewish psycho-evangelical base. I mean, because that's who he's talking to. Oh, of course. Whenever he talks about Israel yeah. or, you know, Armageddon or, you know, bringing about the apocalypse, he's not speaking to, you know, my, the zip code I grew up in. That <laughs> no, way.
0: it's the people who imagine that all the Jews are going to be killed in a cleansing fire and then it's just going to be a giant water park. That they get to go to, and there's no lines.
2: Uh, I do like. I do like like how he sort of like makes it unnecessary to have like sort of this squishy liberal Zionism, because it it just makes it it makes it all like very clear. All the like they they have tried the thing of like calling Ilan Omar anti Semitic and all this shit, and it seems like this is a recurring theme where they give him like an established Republican Party thing of like. Yeah, if you like mention the word Palestine at all, you're you're just you're plotting another Holocaust. Or you're gonna cause it to happen. <laughs> no, I mean at like best. they have
1: made BDS, they have tried desperately to make BDS synonymous with the you know, the crudest and nastiest forms of anti Semitism which are have now begun to, you know, sprout like fucking mushrooms on the right, you know, basically open anti Semitism. Uh, they're, they're, they've tried as hard as possible to make that synonymous with uh, BDS and Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib.
2: Yeah, but this is... So this is a recurring, recurring Trump theme where, yeah, they give him that existing Republican Party script, and he tries it for a while, you know, his own spin on things. And then after a while, he's like, eh, fuck it. And he's like, <laughs> if you're a Jew, you have to be loyal to your country of Israel. <laughs> and it's cool because it's like... Maybe the forward will finally fucking go out of business. God, I hope so.
1: But the trope police though, have you know, they they have to come up with new and creative ways to try to like address this, right? And the way that they're doing it is they're just like, I'm just so tired. I'm so tired of of Jews being used as a political football. We're battened on both sides. On the one side we have, you know, our insane president, who uh, is, you know, like an actual enemy of the Jewish people, and, uh, you know, Ilan Omar on the other side. Real fucking hard choice you got there to make. <laughs> so they have to make Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib seem at, like the bloodthirsty anti-Semites who actually populate the right wing in this country and make it seem like it's actually there's nothing harder in the world right now to be, you know, a Jew in America who's in the media and has to comment on this. Oh my God, it's that is so exhausting. No
2: one has it harder. It's amazing the struggles people can overcome. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't even know how I got in, but uh, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that like we're gonna get rid of like Zionism as like an unbreakable totem in the public space like overnight. But you know, one thing one thing that may help is if you can't do the the Wonder Woman, the Pride Parade in Tel Aviv, the all all the trite you know shit that Peter Beinart used to do, that's gone. I don't think you can really do that with a straight face anymore. I do mean, Peter and I know, Beinart I don't think, isn't even
1: doing it with a straight right, face. Right? Ex- exactly.
2: It's gone. There are a few freaks here and there who try to. I mean, we read w- one of their poetry, <laughs> their, hmm. their poems, who try to do like the extreme sort of. Uh, Identitarian Identitarian le, Sort of liberal Zionism That is long dead But Now like after Trump This is going to be the only kind that's left you, You're going to be Yair Netanyahu Posting fucking kahane and, <laughs> and And you know some Fucking pig faced evangelical Strumming acoustic guitar And that'll be the only kind left And no ideology deserves that fate, than more more than Zionism. So, yeah. Hopefully, well, hopefully that's the case. Well, I
1: mean, because, like, they, you know, they have to make it, they have to be like, you know, Trump is awful, and, you know, he's made terrible racist attacks on these Congresswomen who, you know, and, and then they turn around and say, but who have also made terrible racist attacks against the Jewish people themselves. And my question for these people is, okay, uh, if you're willing, like, you know, in, in, in your ideological zone that you're policing to uh, give up the ghost on, you know, Trump and the vast majority of the Republican party being, you know, insane racists and anti-Semites. What do you make of Benjamin Netanyahu and his government? I saw at the Iowa state fair, a uh, wimp boned reporter, Ben Jacobs asked that question of Cory Booker. It was one of the questions he had. And Booker didn't answer it. Booker was just like, I know that's a cute question or whatever, but you know, I'm not trying to play games. I'm just here to support our allies like mm-hmm. Israel. But I think it's a good question that should be asked to these people. What do you make of Netanyahu and his government? Is he a racist? He is a bad, he is
0: a bad man, but I'm sure the guy who comes next will be better. So don't.
2: So just give it some time. Oh, well, right, actually, yeah, I mean, were, Net, Netanyahu's kind of been an out for these people because they're going to be like, well, you know, um, Netanyahu, you know, I obviously don't support Netanyahu, but I support what the opposition
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, right? holds like
2: most of that. You know, his most odious opinions. Like he's actually a perfect out for like a Cory Booker type of guy. As is Trump. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the Same
0: thing. You get, you get a buffoonish comically corrupt atavistic scumbag in charge. And then you get to dump all of the awfulness onto them personally and leave the project, the state project that produced him uh, unscathed, even though He's the longest-serving Israeli prime minister now with no sign of leaving, even though he's been indicted 500 times and his wife is trying to do passenger 67 shit to, the, <laughs> to the fucking airline pilots because they won't oh say God, hello yeah, to her yeah. over the PA system. Uh, yeah, and yeah. they're just going to keep electing him because he doesn't think because there is no cru- – like, and if he gets – if he leaves, he will be replaced by somebody to his right by absolutely no one – there is no left in Israel anymore because the project doesn't isn't con- reconcilable with with any kind of uh, leftist political movement, and so it's they're just going to keep moving to the right. And, and because when you're when you're fucking that committed to ethno states and and, and and militant like religio fascism. There is there is no alternative, and it's only going to get worse.
1: Uh, yeah, no, but, the, but particularly like there's no way out for the people. Who, like yeah, as Felix as you said, like the people who are still holding out some vision of like liberal Zionism. There's that that's done now, so they're going to try like,
2: to. You might you might as well just learn Klingon. <laughs> they have like the same application. It's such horseshit. It's never going to happen, pal. All
1: right, so uh, Trump. Now declared himself savior of Israel and king of all Jews, who are also all is- Israelis.
0: <laughs> folks, not only is he the uh, king of Jews, he's also the chosen one. We he put also, these things together. There's only one one explanation. He's the second coming, folks.
1: Or the Antichrist. He's the
0: precious baby Jesus.
1: I he, mean, as we know from, you know, the, uh, the Dr. Reverend Timothy LaHaye, uh, the Antichrist will be a Jewish man. Trump's <laughs> true. Oh, Trump,
2: Trump, uh, they the, always Trump. they always get the high profile jobs. And that, I wonder
1: Trump. whose fucking nephew he is to get to be
2: the Antichrist. <laughs> well Jared what is are, the yeah. Antichrist, is what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh no, Trump did say uh, I'm the chosen one at the at, at the press conference today. And by the way, uh, he was you know in the Rose Garden, uh the press assembled outside uh, another incredible standing technique from Trump. You're oh, talking man. about He's, like, leaning forward at such an angle. Like we said, it looks like he's on the bow of a ship. It's, like, you know, crashing into waves. Maybe off the coast of Greenland. He's
0: Michael Jackson in the Smooth Criminal video.
1: And I said I think he uses the same sort of, like, steel reinforced shoes that Michael Jackson and his dancers did to do the Smooth Criminal lean. And and we all know why he
0: does it. It's to disguise it. It's the same reason that he wears the giant long ties. It's to disguise his gut. Because in his mind he's not fat, other people are fat and disgusting, but like not he him. told that guy in New Hampshire, exactly he was like, Even hey, though he's though. a big fat tub, so he leans forward so the gut is less visible, but today he was leaning it was like a forty five degree angle, and when he you consider how top heavy he is, i mean no one I don't think anyone has ever seen his leg or no there's that picture of him playing tennis in the shorts. His Ooh. legs are just these very sad, stringy pale things how they're holding up his bulk at that angle without him falling over i do not understand it's a miracle it's like how fucking bumblebees fly even though physically
2: it's not supposed to be possible yeah like trump is like he always like he used to like brag about his like athletic exploits more he he famously said he was at one point the best baseball player player in new york York. (laughs) but like that actually is an amazing athletic feat Yeah, for a man his age and carriage. Like, I don't think, like, for an entire press conference, I don't think I could stand like that. And you add, like, 60 pounds of girth to the top. (laughs) And at, like, yeah, how old is he now? 73. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. He, like, I guess. It's like
0: how, you know, they say that mothers get superpowers to pull
2: uh, cars (laughs) off of their kids
0: he gets superpowers in in his effort to not look
2: fat but that's the most amazing part is it doesn't even work cuz you just look at him and you're like that fat guy is standing really weirdly <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't hide. It doesn't hide his head. Or anything. No, he just he
0: just looks like a li- he just looks like a Macy's Thanksgiving float uh, per- balloon <laughs> who's like listing yeah. to port, like one of the guys holding like the left uh, wire
1: dropped. It. Oh fuck! And so the, the Pink Panther is crashing into Central Park West. <laughs> All right, let's get to my favorite. My favorite one over the last couple of days. I'm just gonna read it. My proposal to the politically correct automobile companies would lower the average price of a car to consumers by more than $3,000, while at the same time, making cars substantially safer. Engines would run smoother. Very little impact on the environment. Foolish executives. So let's begin with the, fr- the phrase, politically correct automobile companies. Politically cur- The PC auto industry in America. I, well... A lot of people
0: were baffled by this, and I was absolutely floored because I was like, (laughs) where did this even come from? But he had a few other tweets since then later that clarified Mm -hmm. it, and that's often the way it works. Yes. So we are able to piece together what he meant was he's talking about cafe standards. He's talking about the fact that even though he really wants to lower... Emission
1: standards. Was that, this is where Felix Virgil used to work? For, ve- yeah. that's, that's <laughs> for so vehicles. He, he wants their articles. The company. <laughs> he, uh, he's trying to purchase the Digler archive. Yeah, yeah.
2: uh, I want to hear Pete Bahara's podcast. <laughs> so, of course, because
0: he's a black pill, brain dead uh, uh, smog monster, like a villain from fucking Captain
1: Planet episode. <laughs> the, the Fern Gully uh, yeah, creature. He
0: wants to uh, uh, get rid of the Obama era cafe standards so that we can all just choke to death even faster in in uh, in carbon monoxide uh, and or carbon dioxide and monoxide and all of them all the carbons folks we love the carbon don't we I want to kiss it so uh, these the, the Detroit automakers he he kind of was assuming that we would love this they'd be like thank you you're you bringing the jobs back once again but the problem for them is that California is one of the biggest uh, markets for automobiles in the United States as it should be uh, biggest state we have. And they have very stringent CAFE standards, and they're not changing them. So it actually doesn't make sense for – it doesn't help the auto industry to have those standards change nationally because even if they did that and ignored the standards nationwide, it would mean they couldn't sell those cars in California. So they're kind of in a bind. And presumably he talked to somebody who explained this to him, and that got him very mad. Because the only because damn political correctness and the California crazies are, are stopping us from having cars that would be cheaper and safer if they didn't have these damn high standards. And someone told him that it cost $3,000 to make the cars more efficient. And that, of course, is what lodged in his head. And so now he's thinking, I can just appeal to the people. Folks, don't you want to pay $3,000 less for your vehicle? It'll be amazing. We get the car, it's the $3,000 less, 3, less dollars. Don't you want that, folks? And then we can all die together.
1: Uh, another follow-up to this, he said, "The legendary Henry Ford and Alfred P. <laughs> Sloan, the founders of Ford Motor Company and General Motors, are quote, "rolling over." He put rolling over in quotation marks. For
0: some amazing reason.
1: <laughs> Henry Ford is rolling over at the weakness of our current car company executives willing to spend more money on a car that is not our safe or good and costs $3,000 dollars more to consumers. Crazy. And what I like about that is um, uh, Henry Ford in his, uh, was it Dearborn Weekly, are certainly rolling over about uh, yeah. a few other things in American culture that I think we just talked about yeah. uh, briefly on this show. Yeah,
2: anti-Semitism on the left. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I actually I communed with Henry Ford uh with via Ouija board and he is appalled by the statements of Representative Taleb yeah. and Omar. Actually, I like how
2: we I, I think I did this, now we all do it. We we've been calling her Representative Taleb, which would be awesome if Nasim Taleb was in Congress. What the hell is it then? Tlieb. Oh I'm f I am i can not okay. I can't do that. Fli Oh god, you see the way they treat me here. <laughs> I respect. Uh, swear to God, a it's, producer it's is now, Irish.
0: It's more work than I can handle with my mouth. All
1: right. Uh, another interesting uh, factoid about Henry Ford: um, in addition to um, <laughs> widely distributing the uh, protocols of the Elders of Zion and the <laughs> international Jew, uh, well, he did say like redistribution.
2: It doesn't equal an endorsement. He was just like, <laughs> "Hey, I thought there was some interesting stuff in here." Thoughts?
1: Uh, he was also sort of horrified by his own invention like the sort of mass production and marketing of cars to the American public because he was also a, uh, a horrendous prude and square and he was terrified that the automobile would give teenagers uh, like a sort of private space to have it away and canoodle with one another outside of the home and the sort of uh, strictures of uh, you know family courtship and you know what? He was right, and he's he's rolling over at the television program Euphoria, very bad. But no, Matt, you're right. It's just someone said the came up with the number three thousand dollars, yeah, and that that's just that's in his head now. See
0: the but the part of it that baffled me because that that makes sense. They they told him it's that how much it costs. That's how much it costs to to keep them energy efficient and emissions efficient. And the thing that I'm getting in my head is, is they going to be we can make them safer and. They'll The, the engines will drive smoother. I guess he thinks that the only reason that our vehicles are not these perfect, cheap, safe, cool vehicles is because of uh, our damn uh, PC police telling us we can't belch carbon into the atmosphere as much as we want.
1: And again, it's like, you know, uh, way too late for it now. But uh, honestly, we should be getting rid of cars entirely. Yes, no. We, we should be getting be, rid of yeah. all, like, private Tomorrow. automobile ownership and use. Tomorrow.
2: Like, no, cars fucking suck. I mean, they
1: kill tens Already, of thousands I mean, of forget people. Forget all the
0: externalities about fucking climate change yeah. or whatever. And the way that they absolutely demolish cities and make them they unlivable. They make cities unlivable, yeah. Is that they kill thousands of people a year, not just in car crashes, but from emissions. From, from like, the actual emissions from them. Uh, Not
1: bad. Also, uh, leaded gasoline was probably the like the, taking lead out of gasoline is probably like more responsible for like the drop in crime and violence in this country and over the last than any other years single factor. Yes, absolutely. Thing else. No, absolutely. People like still
2: sort of hold on to cars because it's like this illusion of control you have. Remember you, we read that
1: the, uh, Jeff Jacoby thing about yeah, how much exactly, he loves driving exactly. his car and how like bus and bike lanes make him angry because he's like, I'm a little captain. I'm the captain in my car. Yeah. I can yeah. take it wherever I want.
2: Yeah, I mean, but if you just, like, told people or, like, gave people, like, a budget or, like, a tax break or something where they could build a little room where they could also be pissed and listen to Five Finger Death (laughs) Punch, like, it would accomplish the same thing. But, I don't know, yeah, it is a form of psychosis that, like, you you really don't have control over that much in your life, but you're like, duh, technically, I could do something that could kill everybody.
1: (laughs) You don't even really have control over a fucking car. No, you don't. (laughs) You don't. Uh yeah, cars killing the country, killing the planet. Uh let's make them better. Let's make more of them. So I guess like here here's where I'm going with uh the dipstick. Uh we're going up his nasal cavity like an fucking like ice pick uh lobotomy. Uh we're just gonna tap it with that little medical hammer right here. Uh but here's where I'm going with this. This is what we realize is that like I feel like I think you said this when we were on the train. Or Chris, maybe you did. We are going to be thinking about Donald Trump from every day. From now until we die, probably. Yep. Long after he's dead. And let's be honest, he will probably live to be 120 years old. For sure. I mean, he's lived this fucking long. He's definitely going to live another 30 or 40 years. For oh, indeed. Sure. Um We're going to be thinking about him forever. And there's like there's no escape now. I know what was his name. Michael Bennett at the Iowa State Fair. His big pitch was like, if I'm president, you won't have to think about me for weeks at a time. Just go back to sleep. You like Politics... Don't think about it. The White House, not a thing. I'll just show, I'll just pop up once a month, be like, hey, it's the president, everybody. But he just won't, like, the president will like, I will, I'm will. so fucking boring, I will just put you to sleep, I won't be on your brain. Even if Michael Bennett became president tomorrow, we would all still be living in Donald Trump's brain. Oh, absolutely. And there is no escape. And I had this vision of myself, like... He's already changed the way we talk. Oh, like, it for just sure. Starts out I do a, the hand gestures. It, it just starts out as a joke, but I just say now totally unironically things like "bye bye," <laughs> very messy. Yeah. yeah, you 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 hear us getting infected with it on the show. You're, you know what? You're you are it becoming more, infected. You're literally it. hearing
0: it more and more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, you know, politically correct automobile companies. <laughs> it's just these things are just in my many, brain. Many, many French fries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, uh, the handsome generals. So all the, the central casting generals. I'm they're like, so handsome. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a you know, uh, the scene in Silent Soylent Green where they uh, put Edward G. Robinson to, to sleep yeah. at the Soylent Green factory. And they just it's like you're on a bed and it's just showing you one of those like time life music collection ads. But for, like, Trump's greatest hits, They yep. have some generals, like, you know, all your <laughs> favorites. I'd like to be the handsome quarterback's agent, you know, uh, like uh, the chairs aren't as big as they used to be, uh, you know, whatever. And I just had this vision of, like, yeah, me on my deathbed, surrounded by friends, family, loved ones, like, you know, the the morphine is hitting, um, you know, got one foot out the door and I just begin to mouth something. And then, you know, like maybe my. Beloved, you know, child, son, or daughter. Well, be like, what's that? He he's saying something. Just, he, so they lean in. I just go. Sissy Graydon Carter's bad food restaurant. His Oscar party is not hot. And that's. That's as the DMT is released. That's what I'm going to be thinking about, probably. Washed up psycho, Bette Midler. <laughs> that is a really good one. Yeah. I, I forgot. Washed, Washed up, up psycho. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bet
1: Midler said that.
0: It's the a... press
2: out of nowhere. <laughs> Washed up psycho, <laughs> Bet Midler. <laughs> I, I, the, you know what? You know have realized about Trump is like he's like the kill Barney president because <laughs> he like he like he would have just been the apprentice guy and like the building guy but the thing that like sort of made him him in the more modern era like after Atlantic City and all that was like having a feud with rosie O'Donnell <laughs> 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 just being like she's a disgusting pig maniac <laughs> like, like it's the same it's like as like a 50 60 year old man at the time having the same impulse as like yeah like a fifth grader who's like i'm gonna fucking t- kill barney with a sniper rifle (laughs) that's what you sound like being like an adult man who's like fuck rosie o'donnell
1: and you know we're thinking about this and it's just like we is you know are so far gone now like we've been talking to like like i said in the last episode we are at level nine of a james elroy novel right now and i don't know what happens when we hit like the final chapter when we hit level 10 like this all just seems like we're just we're headed to a terminus that like we we it seems like it's never going to come, but like, we know it's out there somewhere we and we reached- are so far gone now that like, think about every previous American president during your lifetime and like what shows like SNL have had to do to make fun of them, which is essentially pick one sort of odd mannerism or tick that they have and exaggerate it to like a ludicrous degree. Like George HW Bush. That was the first one I remember. Not and it was not Dana bad. Carvey. Not on to knock on going to Like, just, you know, a million pints a lot, you know, and like yeah. the, it was just a sort of slightly dumb impression. Bill Clinton, he, he, he bit his lip and, you know, he, was, uh, he the, loved uh, hamburgers. Horny and liked hamburgers. Yeah, he's a fat, horny guy who's, you know, yeah. sort of dishonest. Uh, George W. Bush, you know, strategery, that was funny. Barack Obama, you know, uh, uh, he was a homosexual who eats dogs. SNL did that, right? Uh, no, they did, oh. sadly not. And he was cool, like, oh, <laughs> hilarious thing.
0: That's why Obama was... Oh my God, Obama was honestly worse than Trump for SNL. I mean, just just as a comic character, because you could tell that they like they I, they had that kind of. I guess they probably had a racial anxiety. Well, yeah, they about had Fred Armisen do blackface. That like was good. Do, that's the <laughs> funny thing. They had they were willing to have fucking Fred Armisen do blackface, but they wouldn't say that he ate dog. It's like what the <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> Just, like, go all the way instead of being, uh, oh, he's kind of a nerd or whatever the fuck.
1: Or just, like, you know, like, the, the, the little the little scandals, like uh, George H.W. Bush uh, bombing on the Japanese prime minister. That was pretty good. Or Lewinsky or, you know, any, any of, like, the dumb little things. But, like, just to, again, it seems like it's 10,000 years ago that he's been president. But, like, just every single thing, every of these little moments that we've talked about or laughed about on the show, we don't realize, like, how far we've gone down into this like hyper normalized reality of like absolute absurdity and depravity like and i like i i haven't fully processed it like i'm just on you know i'm going down the water slide basically yeah no i I just
0: yeah we're like escape velocity like at the point where there could be no more acceleration and it's like there's something we're hurtling towards and it's probably a brick wall honestly well, but it is when it shows up, it's going to be so fast that we're not even going to be able to notice it. But when it happens,
1: I don't fucking know. Uh, do you think, though, here's a question. Is Donald Trump more lucid than Joe Biden is right now? Because I think he is. Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, it's like neck and neck. I mean, this is again. I mean,
0: the thing is, is that if
1: you look at the Trump,
0: the epic Trump goof em ups, voc- his, his hilarious mistakes. He, he, he kind of rambles on and says things that are completely incoherent, but the words are all words. Biden, half of his sentences are just his mouth, his brain locking up,
1: and then his mouth just continuing to make noises. Was it, uh, he said this week, he said uh, RFK and Martin Luther King were assassinated in the 70s. Late 70s. The late 70s. He corrected himself to make sure it was the late <laughs> more 70s. Accurate. And that was the takeaway. But then you pointed out that what he said after that was even more insane or offensive. Yeah, he What'd said
0: he, he was talking about how that was an era of great activism. And he said, the women in the crowd, you don't know anything about that. I well, guess cuz only men were doing activism at the time. I don't
1: know. Or or you spe- was he speaking from in the or- crowd? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I yeah, I don't it's tough it's tough because like r- I do initially think Trump is edging him out in coherence, but because like he always like he knows where he wants to get to when he's talking. And Biden like he's sort of the verbal equivalent of wandering around your house or apartment looking for something and forgetting what you were looking yes. for halfway through. Yeah. But Trump, like, there are enough, like, we... The, the, another Trump thing that no one ever talks about that was fucking bizarre was when he was being interviewed by Ax- Axios, and, like, somehow the his answer to whatever question about, like, tariffs or whatever was like, and I can be very nice or I can be really nasty if people are nasty to me and his throat closed up like it was sounded like he was about to cry and he was rushed out of the room <laughs> and that was so fucking weird like there are enough like so fucking weird things like that that would go beyond just like stupidity like staring at the sun that's just being a fucking idiot
1: oh that
0: was great but like <laughs> hey kids Look what the president's doing. <laughs> you, you know, you know, staring the, directly at the sun, which all of your parents and all of your teachers have been spending a month telling you not to do. That, here's the leader <laughs> of the free
2: world just going for it. That is something I'll never forget for the rest of Like, that was something probably the last thing I'll think about before I'll die is like the president with like his wife that he bought and like their son just staring at the sun in front of his like 12 year old child. But one um, of the most insane fucking things I've ever seen.
1: Melania and Baron did have the protective uh, glasses on, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the view, the viewfinder is over yeah. His
0: 12 year old child had the glasses and on. He
1: just looked straight up, yep. eyes open, just corneas, <laughs> radi- just melted.
2: Just, he saw the black rainbow. Yeah. But yeah, that's just, that's just being a fucking idiot. That's <laughs> like, he would have done that at any age. But like the thing where he almost cried is like there are enough little things like that that are like, wait, what the fuck? But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Biden has had so many things, has had so many speeches where he's saying something and he just fucking, he eats shit trying to say the word. He just falls face first down the stairs. Well, see, I think I
0: know why it is. It's because. So, remember, uh, Bob Dole, he got his arm shot up at Monte Casino, right? And so it was kind of withered and it was spastic. It, it, the and it, and his hand, And his his hand kind of, like, by itself would kind of, like, flop around. And he held a pen all the time because holding the pen kept the muscle spasms down and, and kind of kept it, you know, kept it something to focus on. Trump has that in that everything he says is about how great he is and how you're hearing more and more about how... The, like the time colonel sanders gave him you know like a, a knighthood uh, <laughs> uh and, and and how 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 wonderfully thrilled he was for that to happen because and all of his very many good friends you know like the pet when the pet boys came to visit him <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh and they, and they
0: they were so impressed with his business acumen
2: the jack jack so in the, the box respected me too much to try and surprise me <laughs>
0: So he's got an organizing principle to talk about, which yeah. is him. Biden, just he's he's less like deeply psychotically narcissistic. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a poisonously narcissistic person, as all politicians are, but he doesn't have the clinical monomania of Trump. He's trying to actually answer questions on their own merits and on their own terms and not make them about him, and he can't do it. He has nothing to focus on, so he just kind of sputters – and vapor locks. Said,
2: that is a very good point. Like, if Trump actually tried to, like, answer straight up, qu- it would be an unmitigated disaster. disaster. And there was, okay, there was also that Trump thing where it sounded like his teeth fell out of his mouth. That was very <laughs> Biden-esque.
0: Well, see, but that's just it. The times that he has kind of gone mush mouthed a lot of people joke about how it sounded like he was having a stroke. But more likely what happened is, is a dental plate just dropped off, you know. Uh, uh, one of his, his false teeth came came loose. Uh, Biden has nothing because he has veneers that have been fucking cemented in there. Uh, he's, just, he's just his brain is just fritzing. It's
1: just it's people hopping and scatting. The fucking the there's fucking columns of smoke coming out of his ears. I literally saw an op-ed today in the week by my old old friend Damon Linker, still the only person who tried to get me fired <laughs> from using Twitter. He had a piece today that said biden is like gaff proof and not only that his gaffes are actually like a net positive to him damon
0: linker is the wario to steven pinker's mario <laughs> <laughs> Dave, that,
1: that
2: damon linker article is just sort of him instructing his grandkids and kids not to put him in a home
1: <laughs> look well, gaffes are these are good actually uh, i mean like he, he basically said like you know like to me like i've i've sort of wondered if he's you know a bit doddering but then i remember that like you know i'm 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 of the elite media class that's paid to write and think to Joe auto worker, six pack, like his, you know, yeah. The fact that he's a dotard and a stumble bum and a, you know, uh, that that's appealing or like, they don't perceive these gaffes in the same way that the media does. I don't fucking know. I said, I've said it before. Like, I think if we had anything like an honest press in this country, like this, like Biden would already be out of the race. Oh yeah. Like I, we are like, they're engaged in a massive, I swear to God, like an actual media conspiracy cover-up to keep him a viable candidate.
0: Yeah, they're doing Weekend of Bernie shit all across all of the major outlets.
1: And they don't seem to want to talk about Trump being obviously addled and dementia-ridden as well. And that's... I would think more, more pressing, right? That's also right? more yeah. pressing
0: because he has the
1: nuclear... I don't think I've ever seen like in a news broadcast or like a serious, even op-ed piece. Forget a news article. Has the word senile ever been used <laughs> in conjunction with Donald Trump and his behavior? No. Well, you, it's, like, I guess there, you can't there are, do there are it or... things you can't do.
0: There are things you can't say. There are lines you can't cross. And one of them is to point out the uh, manifest obviousness that the two leading content... The current leader of the free world... And the top contender to replace him are rapidly declining mentally, both of them. All right. Here's another. Uh, I guess the question, I guess everyone's just gotten to the point where we realize if Donald Trump can be president and things still basically keep going, then it is essentially a ceremonial office. I mean, the guy's been watching television for two years and things are still going, you know, there's still food in, the and, you know, there's like food in the stores and, you know, there's food in the store or whatever, pump. you know, this is not a real job. And so it doesn't really matter who holds it. And so just let the grandpas, you know, let, let, let them get up there and talk about root beer and how it used to taste better before the corn syrup. And what? why not?
1: All right. Uh, to change gears slightly, here's another uh, this week, just utterly baffling feature of our hyper, hyper normalized reality. And that is the fact that now some two and a half years on from the 2016 election, Actress Susan Sarandon continues to bedevil ah. huge swaths of our political and media class as some sort of svengali like supervillain who is is the Emmanuel Goldstein for like the wine mom set. And it's it just like was it Nira Tandon kicked it off this week? The fact that she voted for Jill Stein in 2016 is the thing that is held up more than anything else as the reason Hillary Clinton lost... Law- Susan Sarandon voted for Jill Stein in New York State, <laughs> which functionally does not matter at all. No. But they seem to think that, like, she sort of sheepdogged millions of people into either not voting or voting third party, thus yep. throwing the election to Donald Trump. And she is still... She was a villain right after the election, Every time Donald Trump does something, uh, people, not just like random people, but like political operatives and media figures will tweet at her being like, are you happy now, Susan Sarandon? And wouldn't you know it, now that she's campaigning uh, for Bernie Sanders, uh, they're back at it. And again, ascribing, you know, sort of godlike powers to the star of such films as Rocky Horror Picture Show, Bull Durham, and uh, let's say The Client. (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones, Brad Renfro. (laughs) RIP. RIP. RIP to a legend. RIP to a legend, Brad Renfro. But yeah, Susan Sarandon, I got to say, Susan, you are absolutely goaded right now. The the top is down. You're listening to Rascal Flats. The haters are being driven (laughs) mad. Absolutely mad. Susan Sarandon, please come on, Chapo. Please, Susan. uh, not just Susan Sarandon, though, but um, uh, 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 Nina Turner as well. Did you see that? The guy, Armando Nina Koss guy. going fucking popped off. She popped off at. at, at Nira Tandon. Again, what the fuck? Like, apparently, if you respond to Nira Tandon, or uh, who. Was it Nina Turner responded to some stupid shit Nero was saying about Susan Sarandon? Basically saying, shut the fuck up. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to vote. You fucked up the last election. Yeah. Maybe Maybe. Maybe, you know, calm down a little bit before you tell other people, you know, what to do politically or what uh, how to or election strategy after you fucking sent buses away from they sent volunteers away from Michigan. They told them to stand down because we want to keep you in Iowa to trick Donald Trump and the RNC into campaigning there.
2: Yeah, they played a game of chicken against like just the dumbest people alive and lost. Uh, they also, I mean, let's not forget, they wanted to elevate Donald Trump because they thought he would be oh, easier yeah. to beat.
1: Not only did all of these people clear the decks for Hillary Clinton to be the nominee, they also, Bill Clinton famously encouraged Donald Trump to get in the race because he was their handpicked candidate to fucking run against.
0: <laughs> they got what they wanted. And they
1: got what they wanted. And now they have the fucking, the, the temerity, the unmitigated, the, the goal. unmitigated goal. To lay this at the doorstep of Susan Sarandon? Look. Beloved actress and ping pong <laughs> entrepreneur? <laughs> Susan Sarandon? When one of the banger sisters
0: tells you to vote third party, you have <laughs> to do it.
2: It is, it is absolutely fucking pathetic, though. <laughs> that just thousands of people, like, I guess I've been, for like a few months now, I've been fascinated by the very like late 2000s, early 2010. Thing of like oh what if lemmy from motorhead gave aids to justin bieber <laughs> <laughs> like because it's just one of the lamest things out. it's one of the lamest cultural phenomenons ever right like a bunch of like adult men who are like this this like teen pop singer who makes music for like teen girls is he's a fucking gay girl i want to kill him i want ozzy osbourne to fucking shoot him and i it was like it's always been locked in my memory cuz it's like I, I alluded to the kill barney thing because that's all that's something you do when you're in 6th grade cuz i don't know you think it's or you, you think it's like the pinnacle of sort of edginess and forbidden humor and then you get older and you do you know let's fucking nuke Justin Bieber the gay girl <laughs> and i sort of thought our culture was lacking for stuff like this but we thought we found this this phenomenon now for much older people it's susan sarandon it's this it's the same thing like this this actress who does not like and there are, there are like there are many actors who command like sort of a almost cult of personality where people hinge on their every word, word, word and susan sarandon is not one of those actors she's a great you know famous actor but she doesn't there aren't people who like there aren't millions of people who live or die by what she commands but just Her independently voting third party in a state where it means less than fucking nothing is I don't even think they give a shit about that. She's just like become this symbol of everything that they hate. And it is one of the lamest fucking things I've ever seen. It's one of the biggest wastes of life and time I've ever seen. It sucks. Again, I know it sucks. It (laughs) sucks. A lot of you have kids. This sucks. (laughs) What are you? What the fuck? Like, she also doesn't
1: give a shit. She, well, doesn't, not, she does not appear to give the slightest shit about no, this. No, she's giving it back to all these yeah. fucking zeros, like Adam Pachinko machine and fucking uh, Zerlina Maxwell. Well, he's... These fucking losers. Well, Adam, Adam Pachinko, Pachinko was just like, I don't know where they thaw this bitch out every time a woman <laughs> is running. <laughs> and, and then she, yeah. she responded, she, she fucking got over him. And she was like, well, I'm not sure about cryotherapy, but I support Sanders because Medicare for all will cover vision, dental, you know, pediatrics or whatever. Well, well... Pachinko
2: is—he's upset because after the Max Landis Me too, he's, uh, his film <laughs> Br- career is Br- ended. Right too, yeah. Not his canceled. film career yeah. is over.
1: Fuck, man, though. But like, uh, but uh, okay. Did you see that Armando Koss thing? He's like one of the editors. <laughs> <laughs> he went nutty. daily cost <laughs> at daily cost. By the way, Cost himself and the rest of the fucking Cretans who run that place have made non-stop hay out of like the Bernie bro phenomenon and like, oh, they're harassing, you know, harassing women for speed. You know, basically if you, if people who say something stupid and then p- other people respond to you on Twitter or make fun of you, that's, you know, harassment and violence. Search any of these people's Twitter accounts and the name Susan Sarandon or Nina Turner or Brianna Gray, uh, Brianna, uh, Brianna Gray Joy. Uh, and you will see like, they, like Armando was literally like, what is Bernie Sanders paying you to fuck him, Nina Turner? And it's just like, I'm sorry, if we said, you know, publicly, um, <laughs> 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 anything like that about, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton people or any of the fucking uh, nitwits that fucking, you know, frolic around her, uh, we would never hear the fucking end of it. But these people are just out there coming out their face and being like, Susan Sarandon, I'm going to fucking crash a car. Do you bitch? <laughs> How dare you! It's like God. Maybe I don't know. Maybe online misogyny like is a big problem. Oh, what like these? These are just middle-aged lunatics. They're they're they've they've lost it. Not the, cool. It
2: sucks. man. They, they're
1: doing it to Sister Helen Prejean, star well, of Dead Man Walking. Well, you know,
2: you know, my idea for uh, one of my plans to heal the world is a uh, master's competitive gaming division. <laughs> so no one, no one's beating. The sixteen to twenty four, twenty four, like absolute oldest you can get in most esports. But to 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 be top level. But what if there was a masters division, like for older people, and all these people, like your mom, your dad, your your aunt, your uncle, they all got to compete against each other for massive esports prizes instead of spending all day, you know, on the Daily Coast blog roll just fucking popping off in comments about Mussolini creamsicle or fucking Susan the bitch Sarandon. That's what I call her. They could be grinding Kovacs aim trainer. They could be relearning movement on counter-strike, something they abandoned when they had you, their shitty kid. (laughs) They could be competing for millions of dollars competing to be stars because they'd be competing against each other. All that toxicity, all that hatred, hatred, it all goes towards like the good-natured shit talk of online rivalries. I think the government should fund the Masters Division Esports League because I certainly would dominate the 27 and up division. But most importantly, these people would have something to do. We need to give these people fucking something to do because this sucks. This absolutely sucks. Here I hate is, this.
1: Uh, Matt Brunig, friend of the show, got this exactly right. Here is the response to the people talking about Susan Sarandon. Yes, she does have the power to sway millions of votes, either to a third party or just out of the voting booth entirely. It sucks, but that's reality. You know what? We don't live in a perfect world. There are no unicorns. So listen up, shit griddle. (laughs) It's time to pull out in your big boy pants and save the frickin' world. Simply saying, I refuse to do what Susan Sarandon tells me to, is bullshit purity politics plain and simple Do you
0: want to beat trump or not there you go if you nominate someone other than bernie sarandon will use her her wishes of eastwick powers to prevent millions of people from voting for that other person and trump will get reelected that's going to happen no matter what the only way to stop that is to get bernie to be the nominee and therefore you don't have to like him he might you might not have all the policy proposals that you would prefer. You may think Joe what? Biden
1: is better on health care. Yeah.
0: <laughs> guess what? You still have to support him if you care about getting rid of Trump.
1: Well, and, and, and if they say no, never. Well, then I guess you don't care about getting rid of Trump. Because this is the thing. Uh, ever since the 2016, uh, Bernie threw the election to Trump. He didn't campaign hard enough for Hillary Clinton. He didn't do enough. He had made people stay home. And it's like, you're right. He did. There are millions in his palm. What are you going to do about it? It's there's it, not there's no you, way
0: to change that. If you, you're not, I mean, the, the absurdity here is that these people seem to think if I yell at everybody on Twitter, I'm going to somehow badger them all into voting for the candidate. Well, but we saw that that didn't work in 2016. They listen to uh, Susan Sarandon way more than they're going to listen to you, which means you have to obey her. It's
1: the only way. If you're terrified of you know a third party spoiler or people staying home because they're just fed up or been lied to by podcasts, uh, (laughs) actresses that were very popular in the 90s, or, you know, Bernie Sanders himself, then I'm sorry, it's on you. You have to make sure Bernie Sanders gets the nomination. You may not like it, but that's reality. We don't live in a perfect world.
0: It's true. And you might say, oh, uh, Sarandon, you know what? She's less popular now than she was four years ago. The spell is broken. Guess what, motherfucker? She was on the Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty.
1: Her powers are greater than they've ever been. So, yeah, that's it. Susan, my life for yours. <laughs> we are yours to command. We are calling our banners to support Susan. And if you don't, you know, you have pledged, you know, your, your, we are your liege lords. We are pledged now to Susan. And if you don't support Susan, you can do that. But we will, after we ride south, defeat Emperor Trump, create a new dynasty the sarandon sanders dynasty we will return home burn you out of your hold fast and hang you for an oath breaker (laughs) i don't want to do that i want to bring back comic view (laughs) so let's be nice 2020
2: everyone let's be nice
1: bring those vibes back
2: let's bring the vibes back. back. Bring those vibes back yeah i feel them i feel Uh, them coming i Everyone's everyone's riding on an ocean of vibes everyone's talking about a high
1: turnout election how about a
2: vibes turnout election
1: give me that um newly approved newly va advisory approved uh the ketamine nasal spray please. i got you yeah let's all do right. it let's do it we're gonna zoot up right now okay. we're zooting we're va zooting. stands
2: for vibes administration
1: <laughs> uh seriously though susan uh if you're out there please, please come on, come on, the, show. Come, come on we the show really want to hang out with you we want to record it up absolutely we'll do the ketamine together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys okay this
0: is
2: pathetic <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> you know we have like drugs yeah she can't she can't get drugs Famous actor. i was just saying
0: that we could do it together, <laughs> and it would be fun. We can play Game of Thrones Monopoly. Yeah, we can watch. Right. Uh, we can watch uh, uh, the, the Hunger, one of her classic films. Tony Scott. Yeah, we could do. We could, we could do an interactive uh, viewing of Rocky Your Picture Show if it's been a while for her. Nah, awesome really, toast. Not a big fan of that. I'm not mean. a fan of the movie yeah. either. But no, she's in it. maybe she, no. Maybe I, she don't, likes I think it. it's
2: lame to like fucking change up your behavior to impress a new friend. We should do it. We should. We always like. We should watch, like, one of the Seagull movies he made in Serbia. <laughs> She's probably never seen,
1: you know, The Mercenary. That's true. Yeah. She yeah, probably yeah, hasn't. Exactly.
0: She's not seen the amazing twist. She's seen twist. her own movies. She's like, not seen the amazing twist at the end of The Perfect Weapon when you find out that there yeah. are two Seagals. Yeah.
2: <laughs> She's never seen Seagull go, your entire family hates you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, uh, argue over Grubhub for two hours, <laughs> pass around the same, like, vape pen. no you bring someone by show them the real shit that you like to do so you're telling me that if we
0: got Susan Sarandon to come to your apartment Felix you first not... of all I don't own
2: a couch yet so that's gonna well, be all right, problem say you <laughs> got
0: a couch let's say you get a couch you, you would right, not now do, we're doing you would not thinking. do a bit of a frenzied clean to impress her
2: no because this is real shit only. Really?
0: You'd be like, yeah, th- th- move that uh, jar of gamer piss out of the way, Susan. All right, I own down. a toilet, by the way. Just because you have a, don't
1: <laughs> have a couch you, yet. I feel doesn't... like you rent a toilet, buddy. <laughs> 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 no one owns no, a toilet. Holy fuck. Holy fuck, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. See next time.